Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm really excited to have today's guest on because we're going to be talking about something that isn't really ever been a subject matter before and that I've ever heard of. And I'm really stoked to kind of have this conversation. So please welcome Aurora. I already forget how to say your last name. (laughs) You're fine. McCausland. McCausland. Okay. So we met on Instagrams like normal, like normal. That is my normal now. That's literally how I meet everybody. But you are somebody who is a really great content creator. I want to use the word soothing is like the like the thing that I Thank often you. feel. But I mean, you're like a young mom, your wife, you've got just beautiful content, a lovely blog. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got into the space of doing this in the first place. How I got started is actually a really funny story. When my husband and I got married five years ago, he actually had more Instagram followers than me, which really isn't saying something. I think he had 700 followers. Still, Shane has like 11. (laughs) I'm proud of him. Oh man. (laughs) I honestly just remember one night he was at work and I was looking at my Instagram and I had like 300 followers and I was like, you know what? I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to get more followers than him. And I made it a goal to get like a thousand followers because I thought that was so many followers just would be incredible, right? Right. So kind of just started trying to gain followers and I did. And after I hit a thousand, it just kind of like, it was before the algorithm when it was very easy to grow. When it was actually like the, by the time of day, like it used to be back in the good olds. I know. Good old days, like literally four years ago. Miss it. (laughs) Me too. Before the algorithm was implemented, I gained like 10,000 followers within like six months. It was all good and dandy. And then the algorithm happened (laughs) and I no longer was gaining really fast, but it was okay because it was really just fun. Mm -hmm. Then I had a baby. Pregnancy was really, really hard. When I'm pregnant, get hyperemesis. Oh, is that when you like puke a lot? Yes. So I would puke upwards of 20 times a day oh my gosh. until oh. literally the day I gave birth. So the entire nine months. Oh my gosh. It was 
miserable. So I would be in and out of the hospital, IVs, lost a ton of weight. I like I didn't actually gain pregnancy weight yeah. until like the third trimester. Yeah. Both times. And it was rough. And so my Instagram kind of suffered for a while there because I was busy throwing up, like essentially very distracting. It is. Yeah. But now I'm a mom. I have two babies. I have a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. How the heck did you get pregnant a second time? Like how, how did you, let's just stop the story right there for a second. How did you bring yourself to do it again? Did you get sick with it the same the second the second time? Uh-huh. Oh no. It wasn't quite as bad okay, the second okay. time. It took us a while, not a while. They're pretty close, obviously, in age. But right before Bastion turned two, my oldest, I was like, you know what? It's been long enough that like I I think I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Before we even like started trying to get pregnant, I still had my IUD and I went and met with my midwife and was like, okay, I want to get pregnant. I want to have another child and I not want to get it over with, but I was like I know I'm going to be miserably sick again, so I might as well just do it and then and then be done. She tried really hard to like prep my body as well as one can to try to be healthy and maybe handle it a little bit better. And it wasn't as bad, but it definitely sucked a lot. That's kind of where I'm at. I have a cute husband. He's a photographer um, and videographer. So that's why your content's so nice. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Here I am with a friggin' self timer. I'm like, how is she doing this with babies at home? What is going on? I have to pay my kids (laughs) and they're older. So it's a lot easier. So I'm just like, I don't know what self timer you've got going, you know, Paige, like Arminta, she's because she's been in quarantine. She's been doing like these time shots and I'm still like, I know just pose with your dresser drawers like that. Like who am I out here in the world? You're posing with dresser drawers like nobody's business. Some people, I tell you, you kill it. I take probably about a third of my photos on a self-timer. That's amazing. I just time it. I put my baby down for a nap and I put my other kid in front of the TV <laughs> and do my business. But but yeah, so that's me. Just live in Utah like, like 80% of all influencers. <laughs> There's so much about that that I've like learned historically about, you know, a lot of people who come from Utah are of like a, a Mormon faith structure. And so a lot of them encourage mothers to be at home, but they still want to uh, like have an income. And because they've been at home for generations and generations, they're just crafty as heck. We're never like, I kept trying to be like my little Ontario girl self being like, I wish I was like tater tots and jello who could have like the most beautiful front porch ever. And I'd just be out there with like my spray paint on like a thrift store lantern and be like, why? And it's just, and they'd all of a sudden, and be like, do you know what you can do? You can glue twine on a wine bottle and you have a vase. And I was like, what? How did, who taught you? Who taught you this? <laughs> like, I know it's so generational and it's so ingrained. So it makes sense that there's this massive creative hub of women. Give all the credit where credit's due. It birthed a lot of the blogger community. And I think that's why it remains so strong today. So I was just on your podcast and we were doing a pod swap. So when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, you came back to me with one of the most incredible things I've ever heard, which was you stressed out so much about what you were going to say and what your story was that you recognized that you almost didn't have a, like you have a story, but it wasn't like some Mm -hmm. big one subject. And yet you're still worthy of taking up that space. So I'm just going to tell you right now, when I went to church camp in high school, I made up a testimony because I felt like I didn't have an exciting enough life. 
So I like made up struggles that I, I literally, when I think about the fact that I lied about I my that. testimony at Bible camp, like, oh my gosh, how did, how is that okay? It's not, it wasn't okay. But I definitely I like, I, I lied and said that I had a drinking problem. I would never had a drink in my life. Like, oh my gosh. But I, I did. I, I, I tried to make up a story because I just wanted to feel like I had a story, but you know what? God gave me a story after that. <laughs> Goodness. Like, I was like, all right, here you go. Here you go. And I was like, I just wish I could go back to simple times. And I didn't, when I was pretending like I had a drinking problem, which is not something you joke about. I don't even know. No. Like my 14 year old self was just a different, I don't even know how old I was. Regardless, there is this thing that so many people are pulled towards, which is I don't have this story. I don't have this extraordinary piece of my life. And where do I fit in this space? So I don't know when you said that I was just so blown away. And I was like, this is topic. When you came back to me and we we're working through that feelings, how did you kind of journey through owning that part of your story is not having this grand story. When we first talked about having a pot swap, I really struggled to come up with what like my thing is. And I remember I asked a bunch of friends, I was like, what do you like follow me for? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and they all told me something different. And I was like, great. That's not helpful. Horrible. And so I like, I think I wrote down like five things Yeah, you did. and I sent them to you and I was like, okay, like here's some things that I could kind of talk about, I guess was laying in bed with my husband that night. And I was like, I, I don't know, like none of the things that I told you were things that I felt like really were me. Like they're all things that I enjoy or mm-hmm. I can talk about, but like things that I enjoy, but don't really have authority on. Like, I'm just, you know, a person that, yeah, I'm not like in that space. And I was really like stressed out and was like, I feel like if I go on her podcast, we're going to talk for like five minutes. And then I'd be like, cool, that's, there's the story <laughs> that's all I can talk about. And so, and he was like, well, why don't you tell her you want to talk about that? And just tell her like, I don't have a thing, but I still deserve a space yes. like on Instagram and in the world. I've spent my entire like five years on Instagram and blogging, feeling like I had to pick something Mm -hmm. because that's what everyone tells you pick your niche and then once you have your niche then you'll see success or people will follow you or whatever and yes if you have a very obvious niche and that's what you want to post about followers will flock to you more easily because they know what to expect Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you post and I think that is a huge part of the pressure of like picking something or deciding what your story is, because especially when you're trying to turn it into a career, you want people to like know what to expect and you want people to find it easy to follow, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I've unfollowed people because I followed them for one certain type of content and then they stop posting that type of content. And so I just, I don't have any reason to follow them anymore. And so it's hard to realize that you're that person when you're like, oh, I post about plants sometimes and then I post about my kids. Like I remember having a conversation with my manager being like, you know, I used to post very lifestyle centric photos, but then every once in a while I'll do something that's more creative or, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of try to flex that muscle. And it's, you know, interesting because I'm like, I don't know how to market myself. Like I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. And there are some accounts that, you know, I feel like they do that well. Like you can tell, you know, they'll post a casual mirror selfie, but then also they take like these really creative shots, you know, I think what it really comes down to is the way that they like the way that they post, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the way they talk about themselves, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I did realize that I don't have like a thing and I've tried so many times 
to put myself into like a certain box. But at the end of the day, when I do that, I lose the passion for what I'm doing. Yes. And, I, and I find myself not feeling motivated to create content because for a while, right after my oldest son was born, I just posted mommy content mm-hmm. because I was like, I have a baby now. He's cute. I might as well just post baby content. And so I don't think there was a photo of like the photos of me in that time were super rare yeah. just because I thought I'm a mom now. This is what I post about. When I stopped posting just photos of my baby, I lost a lot of followers because I mean, I realized I was like, he's older. I don't want him to like be the focus of my page. Cause I feel like personally I wanted him to have that choice. And even though he yeah. was like one and a half and couldn't make that decision for himself, I was like, this is my, this is my platform. I'm going to yeah. keep him to a minimum on it. Yeah. Lost a lot of followers. And then I was like, well, now what do I do? And so for a while I tried to be really creative and like Photoshopping things. And, and while I really enjoy being creative on Instagram, it's not all I want to do. Cause sometimes I just want to take a selfie in the mirror in a cute outfit and post it without feeling like I'm not allowed to. I guess that's like a big part is I feel like I'm not allowed to. You're literally saying what so many people feel. Like I'm somebody who I used to be niched in this weight loss category Mm -hmm. and in motherhood. And then I, you know, was like, my kids are older. I have to ask consent for everything. They don't want to be in content. So now it's just me. And then it was just about my body. And then it was going through like breaking up with diet culture and just like owning that self-acceptance. And I remember I was having a conversation with my friend Kenzie and I was like, I don't, to be honest, like I still struggle some days. And I realized that that content is still important for so many. And people like look to me for that, but I don't always feel connected to it. And sometimes I really just need to post something so random, so random that is like nothing to do with anything and allow it to bomb because that's not what people expected of me. Allow those followers to leave because that's not what they wanted from me, but because it was authentic for me. And so there's kind of like two sides of it to those who like have a niche, they are put into this, like they're kind of pigeonholed. You have to show up in that niche because people are expecting that of you. They're expecting that all the time. And then the other side of it, it's like, it's still that pressure to like, but where do I fit in? And I, and I feel like this is what's so interesting about it all is like, I don't know. Like I was cutting my husband's hair like a week ago and I was so proud of it. And I was like, forget, I'm just posting this on Instagram. And I was actually surprised that people were like, I actually loved that you did something different. And I was like, see, there's, we get so hung up on like these little bits and there's so much, you know, we talked about algorithms. Gosh, that's like a swear word to me now because it's, I know (laughs) it's so triggering to this, like all you are and the purpose of your content is to perform. And like, we have to recognize like we were, we were talking on your podcast about the fact that like the separation of self from business, like let's be real. This is how you like can create an income and you can do it all. You can do it with you can do it with 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, like 50,000 followers, hundred, a million. It just, it's still a business structure. So when you're talking about a business structure, when I worked in a publishing company, we freaking had to pay attention to analytics. Like it was our lifeline for that content. You had to pay attention to your audience. You had to pay attention to what they were responsive to, but that really gets difficult when it's no longer an external brand. It's you. And now it's like, you can see and pay attention and see how those things change and how the algorithm has impacted stuff. And at the same time, have to like push through that and be willing to show up with content that is authentically yourself. And I mean, I think that's kind of, this is such an interesting conversation because I think there's probably a lot of people listening who have like, I've never really had 
a story. I don't really know what my place is. And a lot of times they co-op something they saw on Instagram. They were really inspired by and start posting about it to only feel like maybe that wasn't my thing. Like I actually don't feel super connected to this, or maybe I've journeyed past that. And, and I'm in a new place now. Can I change my mind? Can I change my content? And the answer is, yeah, you can, you, you can do it anytime. Let's take a pause from today's show to talk about our sponsor, Jameson Vitamins. Jameson Vitamins has been voted Canada's number one trusted vitamin brand. Jameson sets itself apart with industry-leading commitment and a 360 promise to provide customers with the purest, safest, most effective natural health solutions available. To further reinforce this dedication of purity, Jameson is also True ID certified. Jameson Vitamins is currently running their women's health campaign, hashtag here for her health, which is all about connecting women through common experiences and stories while empowering them to own their own health from the inside out. Their line of women's health products has everything from multivitamins to probiotics to a range of different healthy beauty supplements as well. My personal favorite is Jameson's gorgeous hair, which combines two powerful ingredients that make your hair feel healthier and more beautiful than ever before, thanks to biotin and organic extra virgin coconut oil. They work together to supply nutrients to help strengthen hair and promote hair growth. It really helps to give my hair that healthy look and feel. You can head to Jameson's Instagram page at Jameson Canada to follow along with this campaign. And keep in mind that until July 31st, 2020, every time the campaign hashtag here for her health is used, Jameson Vitamins will donate 50 cents to the Canadian Women's Foundation, a nonprofit organization that helps women and girls move out of violence, out of poverty, and into confidence and leadership. I hope you check out the hashtag, get involved, check out Jameson vitamins, try them out, whether it's for your hair or your daily vitamins, whatever it is that your needs are. They're my most trusted vitamin brand and I've been using them for decades. So I really, really love Jameson. But now let's go back to the show. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career, real talk, and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. At the end of the day, your page is yours. And so, yes, you have people who are following you and they expect a certain thing, but that doesn't mean that you have to do anything for them. Right. When you brought up analytics, it's just interesting because just feeling like in a funk with Instagram, you know, I'll go to my recent analytics, see which posts performed best. But then I feel this pressure Mm -hmm. to continue to create that type Mm -hmm. of content. And then you just get into this rut. And I remember having a conversation. I used to have a friend who um, was in the fitness space Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying like, you know, I've been posting this fitness content, but I don't really feel like I want to anymore because I want to do X, Y, Z, but I feel like I can't. And because those are what the people expect from me. And like we were talking about on my podcast that when you make that switch, some people are going to unfollow you. I try to tell myself that it's a good thing because you want people who are following you for your authentic self. Yes. Specifically, one thing that I feel like has been like, I've been, I feel like I'm in that spot right now where I'm relatively stagnant because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I 
I will post one thing and then I'll post another thing and it's okay. And I've been working really hard to tell myself that it's fine because I'm posting what I want to post. Yes. And I take a photo and I'm happy with it and I'm proud of it. And I am like, I love this photo and I want to post it. And so who cares if like half the people that normally would like it don't want to like it. Like it can't be for other people and it needs to be for me. You're the author, right? The reader can't be the author of the story. That's essentially it. Mm -hmm. I read this book once called The Opportunist and it punched me in the gut at the end. It's a really old book, but it's really good. Really old by like, it was 2000. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) probably 2010. But it punched me in the gut and I was like, that's not what I wanted to happen. That's not what I had. That's not the story I was wanting to hear. And I got really upset, but it like physically affected me. It was during my year of like, I read 72 books because I had like severe escapism issues. When I look back on that, you kind of have to take that same type of thing and apply it to yourself, understanding that like, this is your story. I love that quote about like, you want to throw a plot twist, throw a plot twist. Like you're, you're Mm -hmm. allowed, you're actually the author of this story. And maybe it's not this grand gestured story. Maybe big things don't necessarily happen, but like the reader, it's not a choose your own adventure book. They're not choosing it for you. You ultimately have to show up for yourself. And there's part of me that as much as I've, you know, found quote unquote success on Instagram, there's part of me that misses what it originally was, which was not a business. Mm-hmm. It was a photo album. And look at my life and I and I look at things. I don't have photo albums. I don't, you know, take those what it used to what our moms used to do, which is like print off a go to blacks and print off a yes. photo and they'd go under that like that film that would like stick it into a book. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how those work, like static electricity or what, but know. they'd put them in that book and it would just be life. That was, that was our original Instagram. That's, that's what we did. Right. And, mm-hmm. and now it's all about like, how do I make it so that people want to pick up the photo album and that people want to look at it? What is it? What does it make that makes me more attractive? What is it that makes me more palatable, digestible for this audience? And you kind of forget, like, this is our photo albums. Like sometimes I'm just like, if I'm traveling somewhere, I'm like, I, I'm not here as a performance. This is my memory maker. And I want to be able to scroll through this page. I want in three years, because we've been cursed by Facebook and Instagram memories. I want those memories to pop up and me have feelings of like, oh, remember that? Like, remember that time? Remember that moment? Remember that experience, that feeling, whatever it was, not just be like, oh, I remember I posted that because I felt like I had to. I felt like I needed to write a story. I felt like I needed to answer to a niche. It's not going to feel like ourselves. Well, and I think that's important is that that need, like Mm -hmm. there's just so much pressure. And I feel like it's interesting that at the beginning of the episode, we talked about how in Utah, the influencer space was kind of created by Mormons because I grew up Mormon, Mm -hmm. um, but I am no longer Mormon. And that happened after I'd started Instagram. And so when I originally left. Believing your religion is its own beast. But when I left, I didn't post anything about it. I didn't talk about it because I knew that posting about it or mentioning anything that would be like, that would not fit in that lifestyle would result in me losing followers. And then last year, I really started to just kind of get sick of that Mm -hmm. and be like, Mm -hmm. I am not showing up as myself on Instagram. I'm not posting when I drink coffee. I'm not posting like if I want to have a drink, like I'm legally I'm allowed sorry. to drink. Can you not have coffee? Mormons can't drink coffee? Uh uh-uh. uh. I remember when Shane and I were looking at honeymoon destinations, and I follow Simply Sadie Jane and like 
forever. And yes. I've always oh, I been, love her. She's the best. She's the best. But like, I'm always so obsessed with all her images and wherever she goes. And I'm like, I mean, I've been following Utah bloggers for so long. Of course I want to go to Utah. And everyone was like, uh, I don't think you're going to enjoy that. You can't really drink too much. And I forgot. I, yeah, you're right. The coffee thing. I don't know if I've heard that before or if this is brand new information. It's uh, ridiculous in my opinion, but. Hey, we support you. If you want to not drink the coffees, I just, my body will reject that fiercely. We're too far down a path. So that would be a controversial thing to like post a lot. Exactly. So something as simple as going to a cafe and posting, having a drink of coffee. Can you have a is, decaf coffee? I'm so... No. no. What? No. Oh my God. Can you have a Diet Coke? Yes. Okay. The rules are weird and they're like, they're murky. We could talk about it later. But This is the story. I am uncovering weird, but it. There are so many things like certain outfits yeah. I would wear. Like, like the way that I like to dress is not something that I could wear if I was still a member of that church. And so I felt like I had to be really careful yeah, about the way that enough. I, yeah. And like, still respectful to the amount of people in your community who are still of that faith, who, right. who might be, you know, taken aback by that content. Exactly. I've seen a couple people go through that transition a little bit. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've grown up a Christian and when I post stuff in my underwear, people will be like, how does your church feel about this? And I was like, I just never asked their opinion. I don't know what that has to do with anything. You're like, hello, um, Owner Are of the church, you aware? all Christians. Is this is this okay? There is in her underwear on the internet. Going to run this post by just you letting you know. Is your husband okay with it? It's like all this like other, and I'm just like, oh, it's this. How do your parents feel? I'm like, I don't know. My, ask my dad. Like, like I'm on him. the side of a bus for Pete's sake, and my panties. Like, oh, I hate that word. I hate that I just said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but still, regardless, that's like it's it's such a true thing because I mean I've had those conversations before about you know, the way we show up in terms of like when we recognize, especially women can be objectified so easily and that can potentially create different thoughts for different people. Is that my thing to change or is that for them to acknowledge and and adjust to? And I think that's kind of one of those things when it comes to like respecting those differences. When I was a lot younger, I remember friends of mine moved in together. And back then that was like the most controversial thing you could do. It was like move in together. They were not (laughs) married. They are living in sin. And I just was like, I just don't understand it. Like they're going to church, but they're living together. Like, oh my gosh. And I remember my one friend said to me, she's like, just because you have a faith structure doesn't mean they abide by it. And I was like, oh, exactly. that's so true. Like the same as if I were to go to Utah, I would be drinking coffees and I would be totally fine if somebody didn't want to drink coffee. I'd be a little concerned about trying to find a coffee in the morning, that's for sure. But overall, that's- I'll show you the ropes. <laughs> that's That's a totally different, you know, type of thing to navigate when you are now- trying to show up authentically yourself and delicately dancing this line over mm-hmm. what used to be okay or not okay. Yeah. And now allowing yourself that ability to be you. Before we wrap the show, I wanted to talk about Jameson Vitamins, Canada's number one trusted vitamin brand one last time. With their 360 Pure Promise, you know that you're getting the purest, safest, most effective natural health solutions. Their current campaign called Hashtag Here for Her Health celebrates women, and through their partnerships with different Canadian podcasts, 
Their hope is to reach and inspire women of all walks of life to live happy, healthy lives. Jameson has a whole host of products with women's health in mind for all stages of life. Another supplement of theirs that I love is their women's multivitamin, which helps support overall health, including immune function, metabolism, and even healthy skin. These vitamins also provide additional nutritional support to address common women's health concerns, including vitamin D for bone health. Jameson offers different multivitamins for women of all ages and life stages from prenatal to women 50 plus. If you're looking to try out gorgeous hair, a multivitamin, or another supplement, Jameson is offering all of my listeners 20% off their next online purchase at jamesonvitamins.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S.com. When you use the discount code PAPAYAPODCAST at checkout. Just over the last year, like as I was pregnant again last year and I realized if I lose followers because I'm going to post what makes me comfortable and what makes me happy and what makes me feel like me, no offense to those followers, but those aren't followers that I want if they are not going to be supportive of me being happy. 100%. Being the person that I want to be. And so coming back to that, like like I have a story, but I don't have like a thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's okay. And it's it's hard to be in this space and recognize that and say, like, you don't go to my page and be like, oh, I follow her because her house is cute. Or I follow her because, you know, for inspiration or for fitness or for food or any of those things. And it's kind of weird to be like, they follow me because they like me. <laughs> but But that has to be it. And that there are so many facets of my life that I post about. And I try to keep it still relatively cohesive yeah. on my feed because I like the way it looks. But again, that's because because I'm posting for me and I'm posting what makes me comfortable. And it's, I don't know, it's hard to feel like I'm allowed to take up that space. I bet Martha Stewart at some point has wanted to do like a makeup tutorial and felt like she couldn't because she's Martha Stewart yeah. and she has to like do recipes and show us yeah. how to garden. Like when you recognize that we do it to other people too, like we want them in these certain spaces, but then also sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I find like I follow people and you've digested so much of who they are in one way. And suddenly they post like their favorite pizza recipe and you're like, yep, let's get in. I've gotten to know you. I love your content. Show me that slice of damn pizza. Like I'm ready. I'm talking to you, Bailey, if you're ever listening. She knows exactly. (laughs) It's a pizza post that lit up and she was like, should I be posting more food? And I was like, clearly we were all very hungry and ready for your food content. But like, she was just always style and, you know, in like that kind of stuff. So it was just like a totally different category. One of my favorite things about Instagram is the fact that through stories, we're able to get to know people better and get to know like so much more than just is in their feed. And so I feel like, stories is what I feel like has made me feel most comfortable mm-hmm. in Instagram is that on my stories, I post about cooking and baking and plants and my kids and just like all of yeah. the random little things that aren't necessarily in my feed, but I can still feel like me when I'm posting and like I'm taking up space in all the areas I want to without feeling like necessarily guilty. I, I love that so much because I think There's probably a lot of people listening who have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to an algorithm or a niche (laughs) and like growing a following, but they've always kind of wondered in the back of their head, like, 
could I do this? Like, is this something that I could do? Could I be a part of this? Could I ever be a content creator? And the answer is yes. Like you don't have to have this one thing about you. You are so uniquely special in your own way. And maybe you're not a niche. Maybe you are, maybe you're so many facets of a story. And I mean, there's going to be people who want to join you in on that story and see you write it. And I always try and tell my kids, like, it doesn't matter if one person's watching or if it's a million people watching, you have influence, you have, you have a place to tell that story. And sometimes if you just treat it like the journal it is, it just becomes your story. I up all my old posts and I love them because they remind me of the difference of what it is to be authentic and what it is to not be. Cause I can go back and read them and be like, look at me lying to myself and now read my stuff mm-hmm. and be like, look at me being authentic. And what a difference it is to be able to cut through those, even like the way I used to facetune everything. Like I'm like, sometimes I look at them and I was like, that picture doesn't even look real. Like who was I kidding? We do that. We do that. We just do what we think we need to do in order to be palatable, in order to fit in, in order to be accepted. And at the end of the day, it comes down to accepting ourselves and letting go of like the numbers, letting go of these, having to have this grand story or this testimony at Bible camp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just, I just love that you brought that up. You have a lot of little stories within your story. And yeah. I kind of love that we get to experience all of that with you. Right. And that one mm-hmm. day when your boys are older and they're like, no mom, I don't want to be in this picture. Not even for $5. You can be like, cool. I still have a place here. I can still take up space. I am still a wife. I am still a mother. I'm still a woman. Here are the things that I'm going to share about today. Cause five years from now, you're going to be a different person. And like, I'm excited to know that person. I'm excited to be a part of that. Well, thank you for coming on. I love this. I love this little conversation. Tell everyone where they can actually find you and about your podcast. I mean, you have a really cool podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and then where everyone can find you. Yeah. So I also have a podcast, Sarah was just on. Um, It is called Your Best Friends Podcast. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and also my own Instagram account for that. It's Your Best Friends Podcast. And then My personal Instagram is at Aurora McCausland. My last name is kind of hard. It's M-C-C-A-U-S-L-A-N-D. And did your mother name you after Sleeping Beauty? It's funny because no, like I have one of the most unique names of my siblings. I have eight siblings. So they're- What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mormon things. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Still learning. Um, No coffee, no alcohol. Lots of things. It's funny because my oldest sister would always recommend names for the babies. And she wanted my older sister to be named Kissy Face, you know, as What did her name end up being? Rachel. Okay. I was like, what was it? <laughs> so when she was pregnant with me, she wanted me to be named Sleeping Beauty. And my mom was like, eh, that's not happening. But they were reading a baby name book, came across the name Aurora and really liked it. And so my oldest sister like kind of tries to claim that. That's so cute. But I don't think it was necessarily like... <laughs> Related. I mean, I would have been here for it if it was a Disney princess. Name. I know. That's like, same. I too. always thought me and my sister were going to name our children after Disney princesses. So I always, whenever I hear really? names like that, I'm like, oh, Aurora, is your middle name like Rose? Like, what is it? It would be cute, it would but be it's cute. not. Well, that's very cool. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm going yeah, to so add everything to the show notes so everyone can go and follow you along there without having to try and remember how you just spelt your last name, <laughs> let alone pronounce it because I'm still not there. But yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, for everyone listening, feel free to write your own story, man. Like this is, this is not something you don't ever have to niche yourself. You are allowed to write it, be the author and not be so tied into this narrative of the readers and be pushed in one direction. You can do whatever the heck you want permission granted, and we will see you next week. 
Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.